debuted on Netflix in December 16th. Oh, Netflix. My bad. Okay. Okay. But it is. That's a, why it's, it's all yeah. out. That's yeah. why it's all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I thought sci-fi. I can dig it. Because it's a science fiction story? No, because there's another show that I watched. Oh, fuck. What was it called? Why does Variety call it a film? It says, Why the OA is one of the year's most important films. I don't know. I mean, it is one story that runs yeah. for eight pieces, basically. Yeah, I'm excited. How many episodes? Eight, I think. Oh, good. That's totally digestible, too. I like when a show is like eight episodes. Yeah, there's people so up in arms about the show that, like, they're demanding a season two, and there yeah. wasn't, like, you know, when you watch it, you could see that there could be a season two, but mm-hmm. it doesn't need it. Like, yeah. it's definitely like, oh, that was great. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited because I have uh, 20 minutes of Westworld left to watch. Ooh, amazing, right? <laughs> From the last episode, yeah, yeah. We should, I mean, we should probably start the show because we're just going to continue talking about all this shit, right? Yes. Okay. Don't flush the toilet. Welcome to another highly prepared episode of the Crappy Awesome Podcast. We're your host, the Diego Brown Project. I am Mr. Arash, even though nobody calls me Mr. And with me is Kill C. Ray, even though we'll call him Chris. Hey, yeah. And Eddie. Eddie's not, Eddie's not, he's not like, he's not a guest. He's our producer. He's our manager. I'm just here to hang out today. Yeah. Let's just throw him in the guest spot, though. You know what I mean? So introduce him later? Yeah. All right, listeners, pretend like that last 30 seconds didn't happen. Yeah. We're, of course, brought to you by, yeah, shut up. No, no talking. Uh, We're, of course, brought to you by Platform Collection. Go to platformcollection.com and check out all the content that's on there. There's music and interviews and essays. And, I mean, for the love of Christmas by now, if you're listening to the show, you should know that it is a website that you will get lost in. And while you're there, check out our sibling podcasts. There is Culture Sessions, hosted by Melathion Archive, produced by Spock Beats. Spock Beats. The Tumex Hologram Podcast, hosted by the Notorious Tumex. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? <laughs> you know what I've been doing? What? I've been looking for my notes. Uh-huh. And they weren't up. So I kind of went through like the beginning part of it that I do remember. I'm trying to think you could get through it? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, so I'll take it from here. Tumex, <laughs> Tumex Hologram Radio, by the way. Well, I'm back. Got it. If you don't know. I was going to do that at the end. Okay. Okay, let's do that at the end. There's Proof of Life Radio hosted by Kill Siray and Kali. Yeah. Life on the Road with 60 East. Wow, that sounded like a car fart. Uh, I was going for that. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Really, though? With Cookbook. Really, though. Orchestrated with Noah James and Lisa J. Status Escalate with Kali. The Ghetto Blaster Podcast, hosted by by Ricochet, Jen Johnson. I don't know. I think they'll work it out on there. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with that right now. Me neither. Uh, Dude, we have a big company. Yeah. Well, that's I why I need the notes. I don't know what's going on. With I don't know. What's, there's you know so they're, on the, they're on the network. There's so much happening. I mean, technically, uh, Ricochet becomes officially on the network uh, on Monday. Okay. So, in real time. And so, if you're listening to this one, this came out on Thursday. So, Monday, his show. Okay. Check that out. The Ghetto Boss Podcast. Premiering... Solely at Platform Collection. Solely. Yeah. Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> uh, Tumex Hologram Radio, of course, as was hinted mm-hmm. a sh- few short seconds ago, mm-hmm. uh, is now 
24-7? It's 20... Okay, so this is what it is. I want to break it down for okay. everybody. Because it literally launches tomorrow, by the way. As of this recording. As of this recording, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Everything's going to change. Everything. Everything. Tumex Hologram Radio is brought to you by PlatformCollection.com. So we're powering this. This is what we did. We said, you know what, Tumex? You have a show on K-Day. Uh, that show is amazing. Um, but let's be honest. This is the business. Arash, we've been mm-hmm. in this business for a long time. Yes. Uh, the show's on at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. On a Saturday. That's why I listen to it. Yeah. And because that's you're the only guy out at that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Um, Usually waking up with regrets and missed opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes in cuffs. Mm. Um, But we were just like, dude, this is, you know, that show in itself was amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, it was something that was never really done in L.A. Because it basically comes from this world of hip hop or a part of hip hop that is largely positive, Mm. uh, largely intellectual. Very alternative, very open-minded. Um, All the stuff that doesn't sell T-shirts. Yeah, and 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 I don't want to say like it's a oh it's a renaissance because it's not. It's very mm-hmm. definitely there's a lot of new ways of thought right. coming out of the hip hop right. world, and uh, Tumex has always been at the forefront of that. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Um, he's still relevant now doing that, and we wanted to give him a platform where he could curate a lot of this music that he would constantly. Did he? Like, you'll go to his house, he'll show you, like, yo, I just found this. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be this amazing artist from the middle of nowhere uh, with very little followers yeah. that is playing at a very high level. Um, and he just has a knack for that. That's what he's into. So we said, let's take that concept, apply it to a radio station that plays 24, it streams 24 hours a day on the internet yeah. with an app that you can download. You can put it on your phone. Wow. Because, you know, some people listen to, like, Spotify, yeah. and um, maybe they're like, you know what? I'm not going to change from the hip-hop station today. Right. I'm probably just going to listen to hip-hop today. Why not go to this thing? Where, by the way, one of the things that's really cool about this radio station is we're really letting this be known. Mm. Anything could happen. Ooh. Literally, you could be in the middle of a day, work day, listening to some music, and all of a sudden, boom, there's a live concert on the air being broadcast from that show that you couldn't get tickets to, but now you can hear it live right on the radio. Or Tumex is going to have shows on it. Uh, You know, you and I are going over there with a new concept. Yeah. Um, man, uh, when you said anything could happen, I was like, man, is it like Game of Thrones? It's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, like rappers. Yeah, you could die on the first day. Oh my god. Yeah. Nobody's so, safe. So basically, and uh, Platform Collection itself as a company, um, and you guys know, like a lot of the people that we work with, um, we're gonna have our own hour on there where we play everything that comes through Platform Collection. Mm. Um, so it's gonna be really dope. Uh, we're super excited for it. And you can also reach that radio station by going to tumexhologram.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll point you straight over there right now. Beautiful. Yeah. And it launches tomorrow. It launches tomorrow. Amazing. 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 Everything is changing. Yeah. I really wish it was kind of like Walking Dead, though. Where, like, where people just, just died yeah. all the time. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to knock somebody really important off, like in the first season. Well, there's a lot of new shows. So <laughs> we'll see if the rookies can cut it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe. We're cutting rookies all day if yeah. we have to. 
Maybe you know? AWOL one gets shot or something. Oh no, <laughs> he hasn't even he hasn't even come out yet. Exactly, Good we've been Lord. teasing it the whole time. Yeah, it's been setting up this whole time, and then like he gets maybe eaten by AWOL, zombies. Yeah, maybe AWOL's more. Maybe this is more down AWOL's like yeah. headspace. It's live. Yeah. He doesn't have to prepare it. Yeah. He could just go on and be crazy AWOL yeah. for an hour and then go away. <laughs> you know, this is true. Well, we'll see. Right. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Platform Collection. That is one word, all spelled out, and on Twitter at Platform Collect. With no, no shun. Uh, shout out Tour Project. Our sponsors, sort of, sort of, <laughs> they do things. They're the homies. They're the homies. They uh, they are working to bring you a more private web browsing experience. Learn more at torproject.org. I actually said Lorn. Did you hear that? Lorn more. You've done, you've replaced e, yeah. E's with O's. Because of the toe, because the tour. Huh. You did it earlier in really? the show. Yeah. What word was it? I don't know. Everybody rewind right now. Okay. Just keep rewinding until you find it. Okay. Um. And you're back. Don't worry. They're not going to hear any of this. No, no, no. Uh, I guess since they're not listening right now anyway, I could tell them about Burner Podcast. Yes. That's over at BurnerPodcast.com. Hosted yes. by yours truly. Uh, all kinds of content and stuff coming out of there as well about the Burning Man community. Yeah. So tell them about Stitcher and iTunes. And does that even matter anymore? I, I don't know, man. We're in this new now world. We're in an app. I don't you even know, know I mean? if that's all matters anymore. Yeah. Anyways, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Uh, go over to crappyawesome.com. You can hear a few. Actually, Crappy Awesome, we're only going to keep it up for so much longer. Mm. We don't do anything there. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just space. We can hold on to the name maybe when we get fired from Platform Collection at some point. Yeah. Just make our own, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we'll keep. Otherwise, what, okay. are, what, what are we doing? It's just a billboard. You guys can continue just. I guess we could all just move into my little studio apartment over here and start like a whole new thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that. I'm right. with that. So that's in our future. Word. But guys, uh, if you're listening to us on any of those other platforms, go over to platformcollection.com and discover some of the shows you may not be listening to. And at this point, the floodgates are open. It's the Wild West. I have no idea what's going to happen. I know more shows are coming now because some of the radio shows are going to be made into podcasts because why not? Yeah. So that you can have it on demand. Absolutely. Holy fuck. What are we doing? We should make a movie of Crappy Awesome. This is crazy. Yeah. We have like on demand (laughs) content. We're taking – dude, you know what? I forgot to mention this. One of the really cool things on the radio station, Mm. we have an infrastructure now set up that they're going to be able to – say you're listening to a song. Uh, a Reverie song and you love Reverie yeah. and you're like man I, I wish I could hear that song again you can request it live mm-hmm. and it'll play it'll play it'll eventually play you're gonna have to wait a little bit yeah, but it'll yeah. come right back up you can you can make songs stay in rotation yeah. so it's literally a people controlled radio station oh man what if like people keep requesting really shitty songs dude it'll be amazing though <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Think about the sociological effects yeah. of that. Yeah. It's, but like, what if like they decided to like Google bomb us and demand nothing but vanilla ice twenty four seven? I don't. I can. I guarantee you, we don't have vanilla ice in the catalog. Okay. I saw the catalog last night. <laughs> you're gonna. There's some stuff you're gonna be able to request. Yeah. I mean, you can request whatever you want, but yeah. whether we have it or not, you know. Word up. Go other places for that. Who's our guest today, Eddie? I am. <laughs> I looked at it Chris. was almost like a. I looked at Chris uh, while I said that. By the way, me, you like you you get a mental me. juke yeah. on it. It's like, oh, what? Oh, is that a cue? He's all words come out mouth. <laughs> now, now, please talk. <laughs> Damn. So Eddie's yeah. here. Yes. Um, we're doing. We're basically just taking a look back on the year. 
um, in art, music, personal lives. Um, there's been a lot of changes, ups and downs. Were we supposed to prepare for this? No. Okay. No, no, no. Come on. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Would you have? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> but so we're just taking a look back. We've had an amazing year, guys. And um, I think by far we could probably say progress-wise, because we can't speak for everybody, we're, we're, although we like to. Yeah, um, often do. I might today we'll time. just talk for ourselves. No, talking for people. Oh, for people? Yeah. 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 What did he say? He said, I might talk about somebody else. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to talk about all kinds of people. Yeah. Speaking nice. for them, though, is different. Like, oh, okay. I can't, like, speak on Chris's behalf that he loves katsu roll sushis because I don't right. know if he likes katsu roll sushis. I don't. Okay. See? But well, I might lie and say he, he does. <laughs> Yeah, no, see, what you're doing is oh, not yeah. good. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, people don't like that. Okay. Don't be presumptuous. I'll stop. Yeah. Okay. Are you nervous being on the show? No, Do you still no, get nervous so. being on the show? No. You've watched enough now. Yeah, I think I've gotten better maybe at talking. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the, that was the, I guess that was a key to be part of this. Who knew? That, damn, you got to talk. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, you got to move your mouth. I kept listening to the podcast. How come I'm not on Let any me, uh, of the shows that I'm on? <laughs> I remember setting up a place for myself. Yeah. Damn, and it's gone now. words? Were you... Were you... Uh, was Eddie at that... Yeah, he was there, right? The one that we did with um, Scoop DeVille. Yes. yes. The one that I got super, super high on yeah. and then, like I was like I, I, way far away from people. Yeah, was you know what? I was thinking about that the other day. Was that the first time was was on top of what we the amount of smoke we smoked? Yeah. Was that the first time? I remember there being a conversation about that being the first time you were going to be high on the show, period. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, it, it, then that made the story so much more epic. Yeah, it will. <laughs> for anybody who heard that episode, yeah. like, I barely spoke, I felt like. Yeah. I felt like, I want to say afterwards, you were saying, no, you were fine. <laughs> yeah, I think you were probably fine. But I, I think the, show? the amount of time in my brain that existed between me Spaces. saying yeah. things I think like, felt like hey. it was really long yeah um, and then afterwards yeah in fact no I know for a fact no. that I thought you were fine because I didn't notice how high you were until afterwards until remember? after yeah yeah, yeah. The, so after, this is the that was what happened afterwards is that we're all standing around well okay <laughs> this is what I thought was happening we're all standing around in the same area in a circle having, yeah having a smoke break in a right? doorway yeah. right having a smoke break and there was like scoop uh, a couple of scoops homies you, Ricochet, Eddie, me. Yeah. And there's a conversation happening. And then um, every once in a while, I'll say, try to say something. Yeah. And I'll, and then somebody else just continues speaking over me as if they're just not even acknowledging yeah, my presence. Yeah, yeah. And then that happened like four or five times. You're starting to get a little upset. <laughs> yeah, and I'll yeah. start to be like, why is everybody pretending like... What the fuck? Like, I'm fucking talking over here. Like, yeah. why is everybody just talking over me and pretending like I don't exist? Yeah. And I said that. And then Chris Should Chris I take it around. from here? Yes, please okay. do. So, uh, so I'm in the circle. And I hear funny, behind me, like, kind of distant because it's really low. It's just like, what's up, man? What is it? And I turned around and I'm like, Arash? And he's looking at me and he's like, why is it? And he's still talking low too. He's like, "Why is everybody like ignoring me?" And I'm like, "Dude, you're not in the circle. Like, you're not even in the conversation. You're like behind us, like in a corner. And there's a door open. Yeah, there's a door. Like, 
<laughs> and I and I looked down and I realized I was probably a good like six feet away. Oh, yeah, from at you least guys. a good yeah, six yeah, feet. Yeah. I was, there's, there's not, <laughs> as far as you guys were concerned, I was in like another room on yeah. my phone. Dude, <laughs> your, your reality was, was altered. <laughs> That was crazy. Think about that. <laughs> no, that's pretty crazy. I completely felt like I was in the middle of the circle. And I remember after you said that, that's when I looked at it's the ground. back, right? And yeah. And I, and I see you looking at me from over your shoulder, yeah. six feet away. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? You're not even here. But you can hear their conversation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, I was hearing it fine. I know. <laughs> but I was speaking like a normal tone. But the fact that I was six feet away. <laughs> are, there, are there any other shows that you've been too high on? Um, that you know come to mind? No, I, I think um, I, I know that the, the shows that I have gotten high on, I generally have not been as happy with. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just felt like it just kept going on and on for way too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I gotta tell you, I'm, I am a real fan of uh, the, the the pens. That have become so popular. Yes, I, want to get one of those. I want to get one of those. Yeah. Why awesome. did that come to mind? <laughs> yeah. Well, because like they give you they, they give me all the stuff that I enjoy about uh, cannabis uh-huh. without all the other stuff like that. <laughs> like that altered experience where I'm six feet away and I don't understand why yeah, I'm not yeah, part yeah. of the conversation. Okay, like that wouldn't happen if I got high with a vape pen. Oh. I'm why? finding I don't know what it is. Like it, it's just like it's kind of like is how it just you, a lower dose, do you think? Possibly, but I mean, I'll smoke like a bunch more too. Like I'll get high, but yeah. I, I won't get out of focus. I'm still very aware of my surroundings, and I don't get as tired. I don't get as exhausted. Yeah. Um, and you How know, about like, hungry? Do you get hungry? No, nah, no, no. Nah, it doesn't give me the munchies the same way that smoking does. You know, like edibles. Most experts would probably say that that's it's whatever your smoke, not like mm-hmm. the device. Yeah. It's the weed. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's. Well, it's, most it's, of the science would point to that. It's. It's how. I mean. We do like when we do edibles versus smoking it. It's a mm-hmm. different. It's a different it's like thing altogether. It turns into a different chemical compound because right. it hits your stomach. Right. However, inhaling doesn't. It doesn't change. The chemical compound doesn't change. Right. So you're still inhaling it the same way. It's. It just must be that you should look into whatever that is that you're smoking. Yeah. Because uh, one thing that I've learned, uh, I've I, I told you for the, I've done a few different pens. Yeah, every one of them has been giving me the same experience. Yeah, it's really weird. Can't figure out what it is. That's, yeah, Maybe it's being able to dose it better or something. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a couple of different. Pens. You could just be getting out. high really slow though. Yeah. As well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know, I know, I don't get high. And mind you, I haven't smoked like these. Because dude, there's 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 G pens that are like it's the top of the line weed. It's like designer weed. You know what I mean? Um, and they're very expensive. Uh, so I've never smoked one of those. I'm sure mm. that has a – I'm assuming would have a different effect. But um, most of the G-pens that I ha- I've smoked with like my friends and stuff, they're just – I just noticed that the weed seems a little weaker. Yeah, It, it comes do, it on slower. Slower, yeah. yeah I yeah. would agree with yeah, the slower. That, that, that's true. Sure. I could get I, – I could probably get as high, but I'd have to smoke a lot more. There's a different taste to it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. They're designed that's, – that, that's the whole point of them. Yeah, nice. So do they, do they add another chemical? Well, yeah, there's at least a, yeah, there's at I least a flavoring the rem- chemical. Yeah, there's oh. there's flavoring. I imagine the rem- it seems like it probably has less other things in it. Dude, right? all it is is watery. It's it's just wax in liquid form. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah. Oh. So when you guys know the, the wax, I mean, you know how you make wax. That's all it is. I do. I made wax one day with bees. <laughs> all right. With yeah. who? With bees, man. 
forget bees. Oh, I thought, he, I thought he said D's. And it was like these nuts? Yeah, these nuts. I'm like, wow. That's <laughs> so really you say he should have ran with that. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah, that would have been great. All right, dude. This I'll get why. it in there one of these days. So looking back on the year, <laughs> Eddie, uh, yes. some of the things that you're like the most thankful for this past year. Uh, the most thing, I would say my family, but when I mean... It, my wife, I'm married now. Yeah. I got married, and then I have a son. He's two years old, and yeah. there have been the biggest blessing I think in my life that has allowed me, or has helped me in the journey of like transforming to be, I guess maybe someone like a better, person. a better person for sure. Yeah, and I work at it every day. So that's, I think that was a good turning point. Yeah, um, not that I thought that's what the outcome, mm. you know, but it turned out to be the. A blessing. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's the one of the biggest things. And then you know, uh, being able to, uh, as far as family, you know, be able to talk to you know my family members and letting them know how I feel and when I disagree with them and all that stuff. Um, I think that was part of my change in life. That becoming more expressive. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Being I able to talk right here. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I think before I would get extremely nervous because I'm like, what if I say the wrong thing? What yeah. if whatever, you whatever. You still thought you could say the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, now that, it just that, doesn't. That exists. You know? It doesn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a trip. Like, yeah. every time I see Eddie, I'm tripped out by how happy he is. Yeah. It's like, really just mind-blowing every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Now that, I just got to work on this extra layer of... Of love. Of love. That, that you have around your stomach? Yeah, that yeah. you get rid of. <laughs> what uh, a... Well, I went to the doctor, man. You went? I, I didn't tell you yet. I, no. I went and I... You got uh, high cholesterol. No. I'm okay. Actually, I'm okay on, you know, blood levels and stuff yeah. like that. But I did go ask them about the ADHD. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So tomorrow I'm going to call and, and get that set up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because so. he, he's been feeling like he, he, he has ADHD right. for the yeah. longest time. Right. Um, and he's put more time and attention to, into it. And now he's at a point where he's yeah. decided to go get it checked out. Yeah. See what happened. So it, why did you not want to do that sooner? And uh, I, asked, I was having a conversation yesterday with a friend of mine mm-hmm. who also, like, he's fully aware that he has ADHD and he doesn't want to take pills. Uh, I, for me, I think what it took long was, I guess I would say accepting it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just figured I've been doing all right, in in my opinion, you know, for whatever I'm, I was doing and just said, no, you know, but like I said, this change of life with, with you know, the, my wife and my son, like, it's like, if I'm able to, if, the, if whatever has to take to make me concentrate more and enjoy them more and enjoy life and, and being able to focus on things, then let's do it. So... Um, I think it was just not accepting it or even like, oh, fuck, I, I got to go to the, make an appointment, set up a doc. Like for me, that would mean like being lazy about it or not mm-hmm. even like it was just not important. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you know, now it is important to me because right. I definitely, you know, with with life and everything, you know, with school, um, I want to be, you know, someone to be able to read something and, and be able to understand it completely mm-hmm. and then explain it. Why? Why was it difficult for you to accept that that was a thing? Did you feel like it would make you a lesser person if you had this thing that you had to fix? I always wonder about that because I've this, we've you're not the first person who's explained it that way. Like I've had this conversation with many people, and it's 
like you were saying right now about uh, you're going to work out a little bit more, right? And like get rid of your gut. Same thing. I picked up extra gut during the holidays. Like this, a lot of us are going to like get back into the gym a little bit better now. Why is it that when it comes to something like ADHD, people will think mm, like they're not ready to accept that it's something that they should do? And like you had, you dealt with a little bit with um, some of your anxiety. Yeah. You know, like as soon as you kind of diagnose that it is a thing, I should go get medication. Like why wait? Why wait as long as you did? Uh, like I said, I mean, it was just the laziness, man. I mm. mean, I I, di- I wasn't afraid of it. I didn't really matter, like if someone, you know. Did you I, get it though? Did you know what it was? No, I guess I didn't do enough research yeah. or anything, which is, you know, that's one of my uh, my downfalls is not mm. doing enough research on a lot of things. Yeah. So that was just something I didn't, you know, read about it. I didn't even, you know, I've heard it many times, and I just right. people talk about it here and there, but until I went on Google and and typed it in that's when i was like oh okay which is kind of funny by the way because like a, a n- desiring not to research it is actually kind of a symptom of it it just felt like overwhelming oh yeah, to, like yeah. sit there and like, read shit on google like yeah. oh, i gotta research it now like all of that just feel so you get anxiety about even having to do that work and that itself yeah is, that's exactly what that was it's funny how that yeah. it's a vicious cycle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what about you rosh what about me as far as ADHD? Like, like no, one the one thing that you're like most thankful for this past year. Mm. Huh. Um, it's hard to say it's a one thing, but try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I think being having learned to be uh, even more open because what that's done is it's opened doors for multiple experiences and uh, shifts, spiritual shifts and psychological shifts that I've had that I would not have been open to yeah. in an earlier chapter of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a guest on Burner Podcast recently and he, we had this one part of the conversation where he was talking, we we're talking about spirituality. He grew up atheist. And he said, uh, and, and we we're talking about how much power some of these spiritual sessions can have in helping shift you and open you up to certain experiences and make you stronger and better. And I was like, what is that? You know, like we just have to really believe. We have to open ourselves up to the possibility that there is some shit out there that mainstream science cannot explain just yet. And that's a hard thing for people to do. And he said, you know, I think one morning I woke up and I decided to believe in magic. And I was like, huh, that is an experience that I've had over the past couple of years. I decided to believe in magic and it's opened up a lot of new experiences. I feel better. I feel more confident thanks to some... um, uh, Explain that for people I've had. who may not be Which anywhere part? near the path. Well, because uh, I mean, you're, you're talking like right now. You're talking to you know you're right, preaching right. to the choir, but there's right. probably people that are like, what What the fuck are you talking? Yeah, 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 what yeah. Do you yeah. Mean, choosing yeah. what? Yeah. No, you're right. Well, because like the deeper you go down down the rabbit hole, the harder it is to explain like where you came mm-hmm. from. Um, but I can give you an example. Okay. Uh, I had a tantra healing session recently, um, and so tantra is a spiritual practice that you know predates hinduism and so like a lot of the stuff that you hear about chakras and third eye and all this kind of stuff that all comes from tantra probably (laughs) we don't know though it's so old but like we do know that like there's cave paintings supposedly that have like referenced the chakras so uh, it's ancient wisdom and you know in modern day science and our modern day education we tend to not pay a whole lot of attention to that like we we're kind of dismissive of it and even i was until i had a chakra cleansing session with a friend of mine who is a tantra practitioner 
And basically the, the experience entailed like her leading me through a guided meditation where I went inwards and I would, you know, cleanse the chakras. And before that experience, I never even thought about it. Like I just would hear people talk about chakras and I go, oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's cool that that's your experience of the world, but it's not really mine. So I'm not paying any attention to it. And then I had this healing experience that like opened me up and increased my confidence and focus. And I could feel, for lack of a better description, more connected to God, connected to spirit. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and it was the trip like that I had this experience without actually, because like the biggest fear I think most people have is like, oh, you're going to, you already had a pre- What's the word? Like you already had it in your head that this can work. Sure. So you made it happen for yourself. You convinced yourself that it's real. Right. I didn't actually know anything about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I went into it kind of blind. And then I had this guided meditation experience and I came out of it feeling like, holy shit, like this stuff can work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it can work because you, if you allow it to, if you put down your guard, you know, and you allow yourself to catch the Holy Ghost. Yeah. It, you know, here's an example. Like um, uh, when people do that in like the Southern churches, you know, like they're on the floor. Right, 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 right. You know, there was a time where I would look at that and say, look at these batshit people. Yeah. Now I look at it. I'm like, oh, no, no. They're allowing, they're allowing spirits to enter their realm in whatever way makes sense to them. Yeah. It doesn't mean that that makes this other thing less real. It doesn't mean that like this religion got it right and this religion got it wrong. It's just a matter of you being willing to allow yourself to let this other realm enter your consciousness. Yeah. It's okay to allow yourself to believe it. And I think people hold back from believing that because they're like, oh, well, you're not going to pull a fast one on me. So for people I who, know better. So for people who like, you know, this again, like may, may be new to them. Do you sure. think – um like when they're trying to – if you had to describe yourself as, you know, you're a spiritual being that's that's unknown thing. Mm -hmm. You're open about that. Are you more to towards um, I'm allowing these things to happen or I'm creating this reality? Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of both. Yeah. And that's – again, that's the part where it gets extra weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're trying to figure – you're still working that out. Right, yeah. right. And, and I think that's – Because I just want people to – because people tend to think like I have to be right. one of those. It's okay to say like I don't really know. In fact, I would say that that's one of the most important lessons. Yeah. Is to be able to say I don't know. Yeah. And to accept that – and I think all the religious practices actually are saying the same thing. And this is where we miss it as human beings living in a – modern world with technology and television and goal-oriented culture. Yeah. Where like the thought is like, you're going to achieve nirvana. You will never achieve nirvana. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You're aiming in that direction. And then that's where the lessons are. So for example, with this podcast, like we've been doing this, what, six years? There isn't like a point where we're going to like be like, we made it. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is yeah. the end of the line. Like yeah. we've achieved. It's not like a video game. And a lot of people get into boss. this business thinking that. You're right, right, yeah. right. And no, it's not. It's it's you. You're on this path and being on this path forces you to open up experiences. So I, my next goal that I've set for myself is I want to do pull-ups. I can't yeah. do any right now. Um, going through the process of doing pull-ups has taught me like it's working out different muscles. It's taught me more about my anatomy. It's gotten me more into this thing. There's all, there's all this stuff that comes out of setting a goal. Yeah. Eventually I'll do a pull-up. Then the next goal will be to do two pull-ups. So, you know, even I think like, uh, I'm sure our, our, our more Christian listeners can clarify this for me more, but like, even I, th I feel like the, the idea with Christianity is that you're trying to be more Christ-like. Right, right. You will not be Christ. 
Yeah. <laughs> like it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not meant to happen. You're yeah. still human, but you're trying to be as much of that as possible. Same thing with a, you know, a, a, with everything. You right. set a goal, Nirvana, you're trying to get there and you accept that you're never going to really be there. Yeah. But you set that goal. Yeah. And that's and that's life. I mean, that's never stops. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's deep, man. Yeah, it's been it's been a nice year like making peace with that. Like really understanding that um uh Life, like we keep thinking that life, like imagine if life is an ocean, right? Mm -hmm. And most of us are constantly trying to build dams around it to control it. Yeah. You can't, you can't control the ocean. Yeah. Um, I've found that like the best thing to do is to learn how to surf. Yeah. So you're riding, like the ocean's going to move. Like you're not, you're not in charge of the ocean. Yeah. But the better you get at surfing, you know, the more you can control which direction you're moving in in the middle of all this chaos. And like, it's been pretty cool. Like, like uh, things will manifest themselves and like the old me would just be like would look for ways to say no but now I'm like you know what maybe I'm supposed to go this way right fuck it let's go try it out I got a text from somebody I haven't heard from in a while and they're saying let's go grab dinner and I just thought about their profession yesterday I'm like huh all right let's go have dinner maybe there's something that I'm supposed to experience in this dinner yeah and then it seems to like continue to unfold that way yeah so how much of it are you how much of it are you doing that to like are you like uh, walking down the street. Oh, look at that bird over to the left. I'm supposed to go left. Like, <laughs> like how much of it are you? Are yeah. you practicing? I, I, I have a, a basic rule for myself. Uh-huh. Um, and the basic rule is that whatever I put, whatever I decide, I'm gonna do. Uh-huh. I'm doing that thing. And you decide your your decision comes from like let's say, friend texts me. Uh-huh. You want to grab dinner? As soon as I decide, yes, we are grabbing dinner. I'm setting that date in the calendar. For 8 p.m. Thursday, uh huh, I'm gonna be there 8 p.m. Thursday. So, but but what emotions or have you figured out what emotions lead you to decide to do something yet? Uh, like what's driving that? You know, like what is driving the majority of your decisions? I think I'm um, having some level of structure in your life where uh-huh. like you you set a general north star. So uh-huh. like. General north star is this path that we're on. I'm continuing to create. I'm continuing to get more in touch with the artist inside. Uh-huh. Um, we have this podcast. We have the other podcast. We have platform collection. We have music videos. We have all these projects that we're working on, right? Yeah. Ultimately, the goal is I'm going to finish each one of these projects. Yeah. Um, and no matter what other like shiny lights pop up, I'm not going to like cancel. Like I'm not going to cancel the release of an episode of Burner Podcast because a party came along Friday night. Yeah. So either I'm skipping the party or... Even if I do the party, I'm going to have to be done by 2 a.m. so I can wake up the next day by 9. You know, like no matter what you do, you're sticking to that plan. Uh-huh. Like that's a part of like what we experienced with Crappy Awesome is that we've had to drive to L.A. like every other weekend for however many years, right? Um, and that's like a lot of nights. We had situations where I'm out with friends and yeah. at like 1 a.m. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I got to go home. And everybody's like, well, what the fuck, man? Like we're about to head to this thing and this thing's happening. I'm like, yeah, I know. Got to go. Got to wake up tomorrow at 9 a.m. Got to get to work. You know? The, the, um, and allow me to allow me mm. to Mark Marin this real quick, please. The Mark Marin in me would say, because I know there's people probably listening, going like, "Are you talking about responsibility?" Yeah, sure. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. tell people because how people reach whatever they reach is on their own lives. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Like people, like not everybody grows up with a certain amount of love or hate in their family mm. or. So everybody arrives to different places at a different times. And your journey to 
responsibility has been a spiritual one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, I want people to understand that because I think a lot of people think like, well, you know, had you just, you know, listened more or, you know, structured yourself more, but because of, and you've spoken about this on the show Mm -hmm. a lot, uh, about living like an early sheltered life, you were dealing with getting out of the box before you could restructure again. Yeah, I think I would say it's about understanding also that, that what responsibility most aligns with your highest self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's, so like people, a lot of our friends even, like we have a lot of friends, a lot of family, a lot of the world will continue to feel that they're being responsible by making sure they're getting to work every day. Yes. Uh, Monday through Friday, but like they fucking hate their job yeah. and they're miserable and they're hating every minute of it. And then they look at our lives and we've had plenty of these conversations. They look at our lives uh-huh. and they're like, I wish I was doing what you're doing. And we're like, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have to see it as the same way that you see your day job. And so those people mm-hmm. would, and I know that because like my my family, for example, my immediate family looks at what we're doing here and they see this as irresponsibility. Sure, sure. They're like, this is not responsibility. You're right. not making... You're not buying a house off of this podcast, so you're not being responsible. Right. You're being immature. You're being selfish. Um, But the amount of spiritual doors and psychological doors that this has opened, for me, the income far outweighs like buying a house. Yeah. Because I'm going to go buy a house so I can throw parties in there. Great. Now what? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, So I I guess that's what it is, is finding... And even then, though, responsibility, man, I don't know if this is just because I live in Southern California. I'm a little jaded about that because, fuck, I I said when I set my plans to be there at 8 p.m. on Thursday, I'm going to be there. Yeah. Not so common in San Diego for for people to follow through with things like that. Dates especially. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) It's been... uh... Yeah, I think it's... uh, Dude, I find it all. I like it all. I like it all. Mm. Uh, um, I find super interesting. Like, I think this year... It's going to be interesting to figure out, for you to figure out, like, what the, like I said, what is the overall motivating factors and how do I lessen um, lessen it in a broad form and yeah. try to bring it, try to try to zero it in more. Right. I, I think that's going to be really amazing to see because you can already see that you are starting to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, like, another one of those just, like, sharpen like you keep sharpening that sword over and over again right. and then it just starts getting pinpoint like yeah. this is what I, i'm doing this and this is and this is why i know exactly why blah 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 yeah so uh, you know naughty boy was a, was a guest on burner podcast a while back uh-huh. uh, and he his he, name is naughty knew, boy yeah you knew naughty that's tight uh naughty spelled with a k like a knot oh naughty boy. It's a, he's a it's a navy reference oh wow yeah <laughs> uh, he's a dj and you you knew him i think uh-huh. i told you this on the show like he ran the he used to be the manager at honey beehive you guys performed oh okay yeah, yeah 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 um but, a club in san diego yeah yeah naughty, naughty boy was uh was saying though he's like the cool thing about getting older is that you learn more and more what you don't want yeah, I agree with that. All you're doing is stripping shit away. Like, I nah, I don't want that. I agree with that. <laughs> like, hey, let's go work. This club is going to be awesome. Nah, I don't want that. Yeah. New Year's, this is so funny, dude. New Year's Eve, um, a group of our friends, like, I, I really just wanted New Year's Eve to chill. Which, by the way, we're recording this. What, this is, New Year's Day was yesterday, right? New yes. Year's Eve was the night before last night. Um, I really just wanted, like, a house party with friends. I really just want to be around my close friends. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to be at a fucking club. I don't want to deal with cabs and downtown and all this bullshit. Uh-huh. Right? And I commit that I'm going to this party in South Park at a friend's. Yeah. And 
some of our circles start getting distracted by like other things that are popping up like, ooh, this party is going to have casino tables and it's going to have this. And like then they start like buying tickets to events and shit. I'm like, no, nah, I'm sticking to this. Yeah. And I had people saying like, you should come with us. I'm like, no, nope, I'm sticking to this party. <laughs> I already made that decision. I've done this enough times. Yeah. Um, and then sure enough, by like 11 p.m., all these different friends came from different parties to that same party that I was at. They're like, oh, God, we should have just been here all night. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because as you get older, you learn like, oh, there's always going to be shiny lights. There's going to always going to be like, you see like girls on the flyer and you're like, oh, I want to go to that party. But as you get older, you're like, no, it could just be me and my closest homies at a dive bar and we will have more fun than we would have at the biggest nightclub. Mm. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool to like feel very confident in that knowledge at this point. Yeah. And that is something you get as you get older. Huh. This has been fun. What's your biggest, what's your most grateful thing? Um, 2016. I, I it, This year kind of, uh, I flew by. It flew yeah. by for me. Um, I, I, I was thinking about it on New Year's Eve when um, I saw people posting, you know, there's the, you know, like people like to make holiday statements. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a social media thing. Yeah. And, um. Fuck you, 2016. Yeah, yeah, a lot way. of a lot of that, right? Enough and of that. I didn't. Uh, 2016 wasn't bad for me. No. Um, it was, in fact, it was really positive. Uh, me too. Like career wise, I'm like exactly where I want to be right now. Um, because, and it's, I feel confident in saying that because I know this is the most knowledge that I've had on my crafts and businesses. You know, mm-hmm. like. It's the most knowledge I've ever had. And when I evaluate myself and I evaluate um, what we're doing business-wise, it's right where it needs to be. And I'm confident in that. You know what I mean? So that's a big deal. Um, And I think that really grew strong this year. But I guess that affects a bunch of people. So I I would say personally, I think – um, like dealing with depression, mm-hmm. um, feeling for the first time in my life that uh, I feel very balanced right. emotionally. You I know? would agree with that. Um, I always feel kind of zen. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's definitely um, things that frustrate me or whatever, like with anybody. Um, but it's just the way I deal with it now. Nothing is uh, – none of my emotions are like long-term. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's a big thing. So I don't constantly ha- – like, you know, for people who deal with depression, um, you know, for me, it's a physiological thing, you know. Um, and then couple that with just trauma that everybody has. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the way we con- consume that trauma and interpret it, um, that all can result in – a lot of different things. For me, it resulted in depression. Yeah. Um, so I think being able to become okay with the two parts of me that can control a lot of different projects at one time and seem perfect at it and seem uh, uh, under control and – and then also knowing that there's there's this part of me that's not always under control mm. and just being okay with that. Like, oh, these are two – these are the two parts of me. I'm not trying to cover up one or the other because my – the way depression affects me doesn't um, – it doesn't stop me from being uh, proficient or prolific. Mm. 
because I do both of those things. And depression has nothing to do with those things. Yeah, that, it just doesn't affect me that way. Right, right. You know, and, and that's like one of the things like I definitely learned about like just people dealing with emotional things. I mean, I'm hearing, you know, I heard everything you said and I was just like, I just think it's beautiful. Like I'm like, that's super dope, but it's a snowflake. Yeah. Um, without a doubt. Like you'll, you've reached your point of maturity completely different than I have, you know? Um, so the same exact experiences, we can, we can share the same exact experiences and we're not going to have the same results. Right. It's just not going to be there because there's major character factors that developed at different times. And Absolutely. that's, and that's true with everybody, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that if you, if you walk around the world thinking that way, um, it just makes the world a little smoother. Right. It doesn't make things perfect. Right. Uh, you know, there's always going to be danger and you're going to be afraid of stuff and nervous, nervousness. Mm -hmm. All that shit's there. It's always going to yeah. be there. It's just you got to just try to chip away at the things that one are the most realistic things to chip away. I've learned that about, you know, just being realistic. I, I, that is my approach personally mm. with friends and my approach with business. Is be logical and be realistic, mm -hmm. and just because something's ideal and you could pull it off, it doesn't right. mean it's gonna be able to be pulled off. Right, by a bunch of or just because you think something is the greatest thing ever, right, doesn't mean that I have to too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. um, you think it's great because of your journey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's just the way it is. And I and I think with platform collection, um, we've we've been able to connect with a a large group of very honest people. And so from my standpoint, what honesty has gotten me is more honest people. Mm. Um, and those tend to be the people that like, I want to be around a lot. Um, it's very, it's easy to not be depressed when you're around people like that. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think that's what I'm the most thankful for. Like really coming to grips with, um, and being okay with, yeah. Hey, there's something, there's something physiologically wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Oh well, I take I take some meds and they make me feel better. Yeah, we all have some things physiologically yeah. wrong with us. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's it is what it is. Nobody you know? came out of the oven perfect. Yeah, it, it's funny because I, I when I look at you for 2016, the thing that stands out to me the most is your photography. Yeah, and how you've blossomed there. Yeah, and I thought about that and I thought like, oh, you know what? You also have absolutely blossomed quite a bit as uh, as an MC, as a lyricist, as a song maker, you know, in all of your art, really. You're trying to figure out where to press the button. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's it's interesting. Like, it's, uh, I wonder, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm kind of reading you're saying like that you, being able to embrace the depression, you weren't, you weren't paying as much attention to it. Same with your anxiety. Yeah. In the past, mm -hmm. because you've always been able to power through Yes. And continue doing things. Right. Now, I, I remember, I, I want to, I don't know if we actually had these conversations. I want to say we did have conversations years ago where like I had said to you that I think like you can still continue to blossom more, but because you power through them, you're not losing yourself and creating the art as much. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like that, I was doing that because I had like the structure that you guys had built around me. I was free to do that. Yeah. And I was hoping that I could see you doing more of that, but you weren't. You were still like yeah. so much more thinking about responsibility and how to keep the ship moving forward. And so like you would make songs that were like fucking hits. Uh-huh. 
But, you know, they just they didn't really have a soul. They were just they were kind of pop. They weren't me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, dude. Like, I'd... Whereas, like, now it's all feeding each other. I the don't Photography's stray. feeding each other. Yeah. The music's feeding. Like, all of your art is blossomed. And maybe part of it has been, is it paying attention to depression? Yeah, and I think, um, and I want people to understand this. I don't stray away from pop at all. Yeah. I fucking love pop. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not... I'm no, not, I wasn't using pop as a bad. Thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I just don't want no. people to think that, you know. Um, but right. uh, but the, but the songs, the songs were they were factory. They, they were weren't for me. Out. I can tell you right now, like they weren't for me. They were for. Um, I think I was making music to make the people that I hung out with feel more comfortable. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. for, it was like uh, because I wasn't. Um, there was a way that I came up in hip hop. And then the current, my current social circle at that time was, I was going out, I was partying a lot, I was drinking a lot. Um, So the music came from that, uh, that place, you know, and that was, um, I don't know if I was conscious of that, you know, I I kind of felt like that was the wave that I was on. Um, But me being able to come to grips with who I am for me, it's reflective in in the music right now, for sure. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's the most personal shit. You know what I mean? Like that's that's for sure that I'm making. Um, and I don't know how that translates to a fan base. Yeah. You know, I I know that the in that area, this has been the best year. Um, but I also know like uh, because that's the thing. Like I don't want people. It's a very important for me. That people understand that um, me not making the choice to deal with depression that I knew was kind of there or kind of lingering or even – because for me, it manifested itself in health issues. Mm-hmm. I was starting to get really tired. I passed out a couple times. You you guys yeah. remember? Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what it was and it was just – it was an attack anxiety brought on by stress and trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but – would I go back and do the same thing again? Yeah. This is why. Because um, I I don't – for everybody, it's different. For everybody, what you decide is right is, is up to you. Like for me, I have always had um, an interest and a knowledge of leadership and knowing what comes with that mm-hmm. um, and how a lot of the times you have to sacrifice – things in yourself a lot of people will go well you don't have to do that you know like that's what what's the point blah 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 that's fine the way i learned it though was that sometimes the train can't stop Mm -hmm. because no one person is bigger than the whole and if i knew my one thing i did know myself and one thing that i've always known myself is how how strong i am right so if i knew that i could take it then I, w- I was willing to take it and put it off to the side to get everything to where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that I've come to um, like really back up that feeling is look around now, the company, like Platform Collection, my music, a lot of it's pretty much automated at this point. Right. But it took a long time to work and get that infrastructure there. Mm-hmm. Now I can sit back. Now I can go, okay... Well, now, where am I artistically? Because I've grown through this. And that shit made it grow. That shit, all that shit I went through is what you hear now. So for me, it wasn't a matter of, it wasn't a negative. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, it wasn't a negative that I was putting off. I knew I was putting it off. And 
I knew that there was some sacrifice that was going to need to be made completely on my part. Nobody was asking me to do that. Mm. You weren't going like, dude, come on, man. Like, keep working so that we can do yeah. this. You you never did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, none of my friends did that. I, I put that on myself. But I put it on myself. And that's what I wanted to do. And so when I look back at it, I see the times where like, yeah, yeah, that was this emotion coming out or, you know, this repressed mm. thing. Ah, but fuck, look at the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I keep just going that way. Like, look at the scoreboard. And to me, that's very logical. You know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of times, and I've seen this along the path, is that people's um, uh, self-help, reconstruction of self, discovering self, mm. becomes a religion in their lives. That they're, that it's, And it's just, it's about as effective as any other religion. At certain points. Absolutely. Because it starts to become that you're basing every single thing on what makes me feel better. Mm. And the, and my biggest lesson had came from going through a period of time of what is better for everybody else. Right. And that's that was a very valuable lesson that I keep with me today. So now, to me, it's a matter of just a sh it's a stick shift. Yeah. You know what I mean? I might have to be in first gear right now, and first gear means I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get to my meditation today because I got to get this meeting, this meeting, and this meeting. I am not gonna put the brakes on any of that because my personal goal is to have a working company. You know, that is my goal. That's what makes me happy. That's what I yeah. want to do. But I can't. So, and that structure is set up. You have to be disciplined. You have to be about it all the fucking time. You, it, it has to devote. You have to devote a large part of your heart and your mentality into doing this job that we do, mm -hmm. in order to get the results that I want. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, um, at the end of the day, I think 2016 for me was about uh, like I felt like I was finally playing ball. Like, okay, I've been practicing. They let me hit every once in a while. But now, I, I okay, now I'm playing. I'm applying it all. And so far, so good. Yeah. You know? Um, so uh, I haven't really run into any bumps this year. Um, I thought that that's really cool. My friends are all healthy. Mm, you got know? a new dog. I got a new dog, which mm. is the highlight, one of the highlights of my life. By the way, a little trick, if you are a very um, self-consumed person... <laughs> Uh, get a get a dog. <laughs> it changes it overnight. Yeah, overnight you're like, fuck, I can't. I I, I got. There's this thing that actually depends on you. <laughs> you know. So and and it and it changes your perspective. You know, on a lot of things. It's you know. So um, I, I had a, a friend of mine um who was I was it was she had her DMT experience. Yeah, say. And, and she um. She'd been going through this process of like feeling anger afterwards, which sounds familiar to Eddie. Um, like he was, she was just really angry about a lot of things, angry about some of the way that her life had passed. And she's like, she's wasted all this time. And I was telling her, yeah. kind of like on the note of what you're describing, like, I'm like, no, none of it was a waste of time. None of it is a regret. Everything you went through brought you to where you are. Yeah. You needed to go through life trying to be, you know, uh, satisfactory to your culture, to your family. You got married, you had a kid, the marriage didn't work out, you know, but like everything, everything you went through, all the, all the work you've done. Oh, and here's like the interesting thing about her situation. She is a scientist and works for like these companies that do like food flavors. Okay. Um, 
So she makes red number nine. She makes red number nine. Holy <laughs> shit! I'm a big fan. <laughs> so, I love it in most of my food. <laughs> she. Um, it's funny though, but like she herself, like shops only organic stuff, only feeds her kids. Yeah, like, she knows better. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't eat anything out of a can. Yeah. And and I remember we'd have these discussions. I'm like, but like, what? But how do you feel about? that this is how you're making your money. Are you okay with that? And she yeah. used to be like, oh, you know, I don't know. Like, ultimately, we're helping people, you know, whatever. Like, she had still was, like, having those thoughts, like, right. justifying it. Well, that's what they're training her. You're right, yeah. right. Yeah. And then and then she had DMT, and then afterwards, she's oh. like, ah, oh, I've been fucking working for these fucking people. <laughs> like, so now she's just angry oh. about all this experience. Oh, that's rough. Man. But What is her name? Uh, her name is Anna. Anna. Uh, Anna, if you're listening. <laughs> Here's here's just a uh, I have a little suggestion. You don't know me. You don't have to take. You could be like shut the fuck up. You know I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, you're working there because you have kids. Yeah. And uh, they need to eat. Yeah. And you need to eat. And it's better off that you have something like that yeah. um, until you can find your way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I was telling her. Is um, but you see, like she, what she has is years of experience now in these companies. Those experiences aren't going anywhere. Now they're all in her utility belt. Like she has all these tools and all this network and all this stuff that somebody who from, let's say like from childhood immediately knew that they would never want to work for a food coloring company. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would not have those experiences. So I even said, you know what? Know your enemy. Like you know know what's going on over there. So now the next path that you're going to take, you're going to utilize all of those experiences in a manner that somebody else would not have access to. Oh, so she's like thinking about going like, completely anti all that stuff yeah well she's taking the steps she's getting more experience in um in some different scientific fields she's developing more passion for, for like, her, like things that like psychedelics she's winning do. Yeah. yeah she's winning tell her she's yeah. winning she, she is choice. not to sweat it she is yeah. but it's, it's but it's just kind of like on the note of what you're saying like it's you know you go through the other thing because you know you got to go through it and then that leads you to done things so none of it is a waste of time none of it is a regret everything no. we go through brings us to where we are yeah and to me like that's immediately the way that I look at somebody and I just feel like so sorry for them is when they feel like things in their life have been a waste of time yeah like girls that talk about like, oh, I wasted three years with that guy. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. You got nothing out of that? Oh, yeah. That's, oh. got a, that's a shitty way to look at the world. Yeah, it's weird, man. <laughs> um, I was thinking about uh, before the show, like what are some of the things that I've noticed in um, like artistically, like in the in the circles that we, um, you know, like people that have been on the show, mm. you know, that those scenes um, in the underground hip hop scene. And um what artists have applied like the most uh, visible like changes to like their career path and mm-hmm. stuff? And one of the things that I definitely like learned this year from like a business standpoint, um, actually not even that, like artistically as well, because I do feel that there's an art to this. And I, th- I feel if you're an artist, um, say you're a rapper somewhere, producer, DJ, and you're like, I'm about the art. Um, I'd like to get paid off of this, Mm. but I'm about the art. There is a way to do that correctly. Um, At least I believe so. Mm. Uh, You must understand, though. You have to understand that the moment you say, I want to get paid, it's tainted a little bit. Yeah. You know, it it just is. Um, But I don't know who... (laughs) This is what I'm going to say. I'm willing to bet it was a non-talented person 
who said that first. Uh, yeah. Because if you can't make money off of the thing that you're making, like your contribution to the world, it's not your fault that things cost money. Yeah. That is the system that is set up. Yeah. There is, there's a person who really knows how to lay cement and they did the front of your house, Arash, and it looks amazing. Yeah. That guy gets paid for that. If you make beautiful music that people have to have as a part of their lives and love that, it's the same contribution. Mm. It is exactly the same contribution um, to someone. Yeah. It doesn't have to be to everybody. So if you look at it from that standpoint, I think that um, one of the lessons that hip hop could learn this year was the uh, that it's okay, one, to take yourself serious. Mm. Take yourself serious. Um, but understand that it's you taking yourself serious yeah. and that's enough. You don't have to shout for everybody else to take you serious. And one of the ways for you to take yourself serious is is to do what Arash's friend Anna is doing. Mm. Is, yeah, you might not, oh, I don't want to make money off my art, blah, blah, blah. But you're starving. And it's hard for you to get money. And you're not making rent and blah, blah, blah. Put, I would say, I would look at that and go, you probably have to put more thought creatively and work a little harder than you are mm. at applying yourself to a business side. Right. You know what I mean? Um, because I think you can do that creative. Most of the time when I hear people complain about not wanting to do the business side or not understanding the business side, it's it's most of the time a rush out of laziness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, well, here's what I think it is. I, I think it's, uh, they have a rigid idea of what that business model is supposed to be. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Okay. I had this uh, photographer friend, for example, yeah. I reached out to, and she has shot like billboards for VH1. Yeah. Like, I mean, she got paid when yeah. she was doing some of those major shoots. And then the industry changed. And now there's a lot more photographers out there and there's a lot more um, competition and yeah. uh, there's a lot less money being thrown around. They used to spend a lot more money on things like that. And she's like super angry and bitter. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, all right, well, it's about switching paradigms now. Like you're not going to get paid the same way. Yeah. You can't force that on yeah. the industry. Yeah. yeah. And, and like it, and to me, like that reminded me of like so many musicians that we've known over the years mm -hmm. that have been having had very frustrated journeys yeah. because they have said in their heads that they're supposed to do music until a major label sees them and signs them. And then they're just going to get paid and taken care of. Yeah. And then like, and it's talking to like producers about this. I'm like, yeah, well, that industry just doesn't exist that way anymore. So if you're going to need to make money, you're yeah. going to have to find different ways to do it. Yeah. Like a, a great example of that is Curtis King. Say that again, by the way. What? That industry just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. No. Like even, he, you're saying it as a very matter of fact, yeah. but people probably like, they really need to take that yeah. concept in because yeah. a lot of the stuff they're trying is literally for an industry or part of the industry that literally yeah. doesn't exist. It's long gone. Yeah. They're, like how many, remember how big the A&R departments used yeah. to be? Yeah. They used yeah. to be like an entire department. There of are like no A&R departments yeah. anymore. Every, I mean, how many A&R people do we know that like started whole new careers after that? Yeah. Personally. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's just a job that just doesn't exist yeah. anymore. Um, our friends uh, in, there was a band called Republic of Letters that was pretty big in San Diego for a while. Like they're saying they, I think 
basically word got back to them like the exact numbers that they needed of Twitter followers and YouTube views in yeah. order to even get a meeting with Sony. Wow. So like they're not interested in your product if unless you've already done that. Right. Whereas like A and R used to be that we find you, oh you have talent, let's build your Twitter, yeah. let's build your this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 we polish you. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't exist anymore. That doesn't exist anymore. And you so, have to do that for yourself. Right. And that's the thing. Like if And Curtis King, just to clarify, for example, like he was the one that said like you have to look for seven he goes for seven sources of income. So like he does like coaching and classes and yeah. he sells products uh through his brand. Like he does a lot of different kinds of work. Yeah. In order to get the money in. He's not relying on just selling music. No, no. Yeah. And, look, and, look, and that's the thing, like uh in doing that, I think people – there's people out there that will look at Curtis and go, well, he's sacrificing something. They have they have to think that something is bad about that right? because he's not just rapping. So he can't love rap like I love rap yeah. because he's doing all these other things. Well, I would venture to say that you are too, except none of them have to do with your career. Yeah, You're doing a bunch of other shit. You're going out with girls. You're uh, – you know, working two jobs, you're doing, you know, you're going skateboarding on the weekends, you're doing whatever it is. You're, I bet you you're doing seven other things yeah. that you can literally apply to seven things for your career mm -hmm. and they, you'd be way better off. Mm -hmm. But somehow you've, you've injected – and this is the thing. I've always said this. I think the people that are against the business side of, of art – but still want to have some kind of mm. money stream coming from, I don't know where, the magical yeah. tree or something. Um, dude, they just, uh, they got to you guys. Yeah. You don't understand. Like, that's the oldest trick in the book. They need you to believe that that's the only way yeah. to do it because that's how their business exactly, continues to exist. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Earning is bad. Yeah. You shouldn't earn because that's selling out. Yeah. Think about that concept. It makes no sense. You provide a service. You should be paid fairly for your service. The shinier you make your service look, the more professional, the nicer, all those things. Mm -hmm. I probably want to spend a little bit more on that. Just like with any other product that I have, any other thing that I invite into my life, I have to weigh it against possibly giving up something else. So if I am consuming a bunch of artists on YouTube yeah. – I don't have time for all of them. Mm -hmm. In fact, the ones I have, a couple of them are probably going to get replaced by some of these new artists that I want to listen to. What makes you one of the? What makes you worthy of being one of those in everybody in everybody's lives? Because yeah. that's what you're asking for. Otherwise, you don't put. Why are you putting music out? I just want the world to hear it. Well, they're not going to. You're not even helping them. You're being a dick yeah. by not sharing that yeah. because you don't want to sell out to who? Who's your boss? Yeah, yeah. Most of us got into this business because we don't like bosses. <laughs> I don't have any bosses. I don't listen to anybody. There's no rules for me. Yeah. Nobody comes in and goes, hey, uh, I like that song, but you got to change that one little. No, nobody does any of those things. Every single idea that I want to put out and, and chase, it's I just do that. Yeah. And, and that's the hardest jump, I think, for people to make. Totally. Because it's, you know, we both had to make it and it's it's scary. Does it feel like, though, in 2016, there's definitely been more of us yes. that are taking a jump now? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe, or mm. maybe, you know, like the our reach yeah. has gotten bigger. 
um, their reach has gotten bigger, so we just know about them more. Yeah. You know, um, dude, you know what I did the other day? Mm. You got to try this, by the way, on a lighter note. Take some acid. Okay. And then watch. You know, there's a live stream of the world, right? From the space acid? study. From a no, I'm just telling you because <laughs> okay. you're willing to go that way. Right. <laughs> uh, wow, you took acid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm tailor making it for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But there's a, a live every, stream. Every recommendation Rosh ever gets just start with that. All right, take some acid. <laughs> go to Trader Joe's. Yeah. Get some chocolate chip cookies. There's a live stream from the International Space Station uh-huh. of the Earth on YouTube. Okay. Did you know that? Yeah. Do you know how amazing that is? Yeah. I mean, really think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a camera in space that is showing us on the planet spinning in space just yeah. out in space and then i i immediately ha- I, dude i almost started laughing out loud <laughs> you lol'd yeah i almost yeah. <laughs> lol'd when i had the brief thought of did you lmao wondering if everybody's going to like my art <laughs> what <laughs> that's so fucking dumb right do you know how many people are out there you're never going to see all the people yeah you're never going to know all the people yeah. Most of the people don't follow you on Twitter. They don't. They're in a whole different world themselves. Dude, it, they're just, there's, none of us, like, until you really, again, I, I would think that until, and this is the closest thing to it. This is why I think it's so awesome. Because up until I was, re- I started watching this thing all the time, the only way you could really notice the magnitude of the planet that we live on is to be in space and look at it. Yeah. It's the only way you're ever really going to know how tiny you really are. Mm-hmm. That you're super, super tiny. And if you're worrying about what other people think about what the fuck you're doing, you're crazy. You're never going to make these people happy. Yeah. It's it's like, dude, Arash, I was going to th- I was going to uh, talk to you about this. Do you rem- do you remember back in the day? We had this conversation about like being at a party and there'd be like a guy who would walk in and he's just like the mean mug. Yeah. And the energy just changes, right? Well, take that same kind of feeling, right? And just apply it to like, I'm sure you have friends Mm -hmm. that uh, are, um, I don't know, concerned about being macho or concerned about, you know, they're just those guys that are like, like they're very, how would you say, um, Imposing. Yeah. They feel yeah. like they need to be. Yeah. And I thought about that concept and I'm like, in hip hop, it would be you guys trying to act hard. Um, <laughs> but w- what a fucking insane thought mm. to like, because you're like, well, because most people's argument will be like, yo, you, because you got to get, you see it on Instagram, you got to get your own back because nobody gives a fuck about what you do. Are you know what I mean? The only bitch you can fucking depend on is yourself. You know, um, that's so fucking stupid. Like that's so yeah. dumb. Like because if you are the type of person that can only depend on themselves, you fucked up somewhere. That's your fault. Yeah, something's wrong with you. That if the only people around you, you can't trust any of them, and you're you're you can only trust yourself. I would I'd venture to say you kind of fucked up. Yeah. And if you do have like good friends and you still want to be like the coolest guy in the group, that's insane. Yeah. You don't really like those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you feel like you got to be the coolest person in the room, you don't like any of the people in that room. Yeah. 
You just don't. I don't like you guys. Because that's stupid. I don't blame you. Don't worry, Eddie. Yeah. You'll never be the coolest guy. What? <laughs> yeah, it's obvious. Arash is. Oh. Obviously. Look yeah. at my hair. Look at his hair. <laughs> it's, uh... He has the hair. <laughs> it is, it is, um... God, yeah. It, it, when we were, uh, I was just looking, I was trying to find that quote, the, like Carl Sagan quote, where he's yeah. talking about you're just a speck of stardust. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the interesting thing, is that, like, it is, it can completely come full circle. Mm. Like... It can come back so much full circle that you think you are so unique and so special that you're not going to actually like you are, and it is, and that that whole thing is a shield. Yeah, it's this, you know, armor to put on to protect yourself Absolutely. to feel more special. That's a good way to put it. A shield. Ah, man, I I, I was trying to find. Um, I had this thing that I shared, like uh, interesting stuff that had happened in 2016 mm-hmm. specifically. Um, by the way, I think here's the quote. Did you find it? No. Well, well, it? he's looking for that. Okay, Eddie. Yeah. You give me one thing that you think hip hop, after going through 2016, hip hop could have learned, or they should have learned, or they need to learn. Uh, one thing I mm, let me see what they should have learned. Yeah, get your shit together. Something they huh? need to learn. Um, things you I, saw along the way that could be better. I think maybe just accepting whatever they're they're making uh-huh. as like that's their art. And being open with it as yeah. far as like not maybe worrying about like criticisms or or worrying about like you know he said she said thing or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. about their stuff. But I think with that, like you had mentioned, I think you. I mean, I mean, if I look at it, I'm looking at it, and I look at them, and I look at you, and I'm like, you, your level of of understanding is just it's beyond that. I that I think that's where sometimes. We look at that and then I'm like, oh, they're kind of like they're they're just not there yet, or they're oh, or, yeah, yeah. or they get trapped in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's it, definitely a trap. Yeah. It's definitely. I say all that to say that it's a uh, people going through that and feeling those ways. It's unfortunate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that, and that's what I'm saying. Like most of the time, I it's like me shaking my friend and going, "What are you? Yeah. Stop doing that! What are you doing? Stop doing that! You know? Yeah. Um, but you can't save everybody." <laughs> I think at the same time I've made peace with, yeah, exactly that. Like you can't, you can't save yeah. them. They need to come to it on Making their own. Peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like, uh, you know what? We had this conversation. I remember specifically having this interaction when we had Reverie on the show. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I always remember like her response to it because I remember it was one of those moments of like when you connect with somebody, you're like, ah, oh, this person completely understands yeah. what I'm describing. It's that the further you go on your path and whether that's like an artistic journey or a professional journey or a spiritual journey, the more you know something, the less you're interested in explaining it to other people. Yeah. And yeah. I remember I was like describing that from a spiritual angle Very and Reverie true. was like nodding. Yes. And like she's, of course, hit that so much earlier in her life than yeah. most, the rest of us. Yeah. But um, but I, it was interesting to to see that, like to have that moment for somebody else. Like, yeah, that's what it is. Like the further you go, the less you care about trying to sell people on it. Right. Because I think the whole process of selling like you like selling your emotions mm-hmm. to somebody else is very um trying to convince yourself. Yeah, you're trying to convince yourself but it's it's uh it's you being imposing. Yeah. You know, you're imposing your energy on this person who didn't ask for that, you know what I mean? Like you don't you don't know where they're at. Yeah. You know, Eddie said something really I thought was brilliant the other day. We, him and I were talking about just going through the process and he had said something and I was like, "Yo, uh you know, here's basically, here's my two cents on it. This is what I think about it. And he's like, that's cool, man. He's like, I'll take those ideas 
and uh, see if they fit in what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's fucking dope. Like, that is yeah. the way I think you have to look at shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's I'm open to hear everything because there might be something there I need. Um, but maybe not. But it has, that, to, it has to align with me as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the word he used. Yeah. It has to it has to align with what I'm doing. Yeah. And because, the, uh, and like, again, an answer for you is not necessarily an answer for me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I, there's a list that I shared. That was a list that I shared. It was 99... Um, 99 amazing things that happened in 2016. Because, you know, like everybody like really jumped into the whole Everybody's fuck going like, 2016. Holy fuck, he's going to read 99 things. Yeah, I'm going to read all 99. <laughs> no, go to Strap Medium. in for the next four hours, people. <laughs> Give me a couple. Google uh, googlemedium.com 99 things. I love things. Medium. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's on there. Uh, let's see. The World Health Organization released a report showing that since the year 2000, global malaria deaths have declined by 60%. All right. That's a good one. It's yeah. huge. That's a good one. The thing is, we have all this huge stuff that happens and nobody pays attention to it because yeah. it doesn't sound as sexy to put a hashtag on it. Plus, it doesn't happen here. Right. So We're not worried about malaria, so no. fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good thing. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got here. A new study from the world's leading health journal... Uh, reported that the number of women dying from pregnancy and childbirth has almost halved since 1990. Wow. That's like... I don't know if that... It is. It's pretty huge. I almost said something bad right now. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fresh evidence showed that public smoking bans have improved health in 21 nations. I believe that. Yeah. Because it's such a pain in the ass to have to like run downstairs and go down the parking lot. Anything on Uber or Lyft? Like, have they saved lives? Uh, I want to see the maybe. numbers on it. I kind of believe it's the same outcome, right, as the public smoking thing. This one was really interesting. Check this out. Uh, mobile phones made significant inroads in the fight against rabies, a disease which kills more people annually than all terrorists combined. Wait, say that. Wow. Okay, what did mobile phones do? The, that's that's where you got to get into the article. It's from Ars Technica. But... Um, being able to track like rabies, yeah, and uh, attacking and the disease where it people. is, I would think that's again. Rabies kills more people in the world than all terrorists combined. Again, our country <laughs> is in the minority of countries where animals run freely. Yeah, right. There's yeah. there's many countries where there's a lot of different types of animals that run freely. Yeah, yeah. Um, cats we, are like everywhere in like the Middle East. Yeah, we don't have anything. No, <laughs> they're all on leashes. Yeah, yeah. And if we see them, we shoot them. Yeah, <laughs> they make good eats. Uh, let's see here. We got um, yeah. There's there's a lot of good stuff here. Um, talk about something else while I come up with another good one. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to hear your advice. You were asking about Uber, though, right? Yeah, I wanted to hear yeah. your advice though on to hip hop. God, there was a really good one here. Oh, this one I don't remember which number it is, but you guys can look up this whole list and find okay. it. But one of my favorites also was that um, ISIS has very quietly started changing their message to their followers. Yeah. Preparing for the eventual collapse of ISIS. <laughs> like they used to talk about it in terms so of. So they're pulling a Trump. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, I'm just changing yeah, their fixed. words a little bit. It's fixed. It's fixed. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're already like saying, like, they may run us into the desert, but we're going to continue. And then, like, I think Aww. some people have read it and been like, wait, huh? They might run us into the desert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. You said we were going to, yeah. we were going to sit on the White House. Yeah. 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 What the fuck? Yeah. No, they've already started changing their verbiage, yeah. preparing for what they are seeing as the eventual downfall. You of know what I feel bad for in that situation? <laughs> is all the um, like the young couple ISIS people who've already bought houses in like nice Hollywood yeah. areas now they have to fucking sell their property well, they got like ISIS rims waiting in their yeah, ISIS cars dude, wow. not cool not cool you gotta plan more so your advice for hip hop after this year after 2016 yeah. oh well, that's a tough one um 
it, it, I don't know, to me, it really feels like hip hop is on the right track. Okay. Uh, I would, if, if I could, if I had the power of God and I could just like click a button and change this right away, you this are is what God. I would do. I am. Yeah. Bow before me. <laughs> uh, I would take like, so in the Burning Man community, uh-huh. um, we've talked about this, like they're really supportive of creating art. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the reasons for that, Eddie and I were talking about this the other day over brunch. Like one of the reasons for that is the removal of money as a factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it is a duocracy. You know, you go to Burning Man, there's all these people like busting their ass to bring cool shit just because they want to bring cool shit. And yeah. They're not getting paid for it. It's just because like they came last year and they saw like, hey. Every- cool shit. Yeah. Like people, <laughs> uh, this other camp brought an amazing bar and this other camp brought like a grilled cheese restaurant. And I'm like, oh, you know what was missing? It'd be cool if like there was water on the street. And then like, so the next year they come back and they give out free water, you know? Yeah. Um, and that same culture exists like, you know, outside of Burning Man as well when we're out here in what we call the default world. Uh-huh. Normal world we all live in. Um you know, when I do some sort of a project or if I share a post, I get a lot of support from people in the Burning Man community. Mostly the mm-hmm. general response is like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Do that. Yeah. You know, they'll like your update. They'll share your video. They'll message one of their friends. Like they, if some sort of photography article comes up and they'll tag me on it. Like, hey, Arash, you'd find this interesting. Yeah. Things like that. Um, I would love to see more of that in hip hop. Yeah. Because, man, I, I there's a dramatic difference. I have... Just as many friends on social media that are active in the hip-hop scene that are active in the Burning Man scene. But when I post something about Burning Man, it's tons of likes and shares and connections and comments. Hip-hop, very little. Yeah. The hip-hop threads that I see, and mind you, we've talked so much about how positive generally hip-hop is these days. Yeah. So that's still our world. It's, it's awesome that that exists. Yeah, However, yeah. if you were to just read like the online debates, I'm not sure if you'd come to that conclusion. Right, 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 right. Um, because the posts that I see that get the most interaction and responses oh, are still wrecks. the angry ones. Yeah. yeah. It's still somebody saying like, hey, this rapper's whack, right? And then like a bunch of people start up. <laughs> and mind you, by the way, not everybody's saying, yeah, this rapper's yeah, yeah, whack. Yeah. Like it'll be like people joking too. It'll be Both sides commenting. represented. Yeah. yeah and, or people are just like using it as a, as a jump off point to like For be a smart ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like be funny. But you put up just like, yo, here's a new episode. Check this out. This is what we talked about. Not that much of a response. Yeah. And I know it's not, it's not you. I know you guys are reading it because we talk about it in person. Yeah. But for whatever reasons, hip hop still has that thing where like it's the social media equivalent <laughs> of like that guy that's standing in the back of the room with his arms crossed and he's not giving you any props. Yeah. And then after the show's over, he's like, yo, that was dope. I'm going to buy that T-shirt. I'm going to buy that CD. Like uncross your arms. Stop trying to be cool. Stop trying to be cool. Like, just let it. It's cool. Like let's yeah. support each other. Let's push each other forward. I'm telling you, like there is... There is such a vast variety of art and music that's being put out there these days and videos. None of us are in competition with each other over right. the same shit anymore. We're just yeah. not. Yeah. There is no fucking way that somebody who is listening to, you know, I don't know, like a like a Kill C Ray yeah. is like listening and saying, like, oh, you know, I'm gonna download this track. I'm gonna pay for this thing, right? Fuck, I was going to download that other Mickey Vale track, but now I'm not gonna because I already spent it on Kill <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And now I've forgotten about yeah. that track forever. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like, either they want both or it's somebody who's going to be super into, like, Mickey style of music, but, you know, not yeah. in the Kill yeah. style of music. And there's seven billion people on the planet. Seven billion. 
we are not in competition with each other. And it's like more of us could just like support each other more in social media, like share that shit. It'd be dope. Yeah. And like, I got to tell you, like it's, it does feel the crab in a bucket thing is a little, you know, it's a little excessively used at this point. Right, right, right. um, It does feel, uh, here's an example. Like have you ever like hung out with a really cheap person? Yes. Yeah. You hang out with a cheap person, right? And you find your Eddie does gesture to Chris. No, to myself. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> to myself. Eddie's kind of cheap. This went south. You hang out with a cheap person. The most irritating thing about hanging out with a cheap person is that little by little you find yourself being cheap. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. It overtook like, you? Yeah, little by little. I'm like, wait, why am I you. why am I always the one that's like covering the extra tip? Yeah. When we sit down to dinner, yeah. like yeah, this yeah. is annoying. Like because de- you have to be defensive, right? Yeah, or you'll be taken advantage, right? Yeah, and, it, and to me, when I've had that experience, it's happened over time because yeah. I'm not a cheap person, I don't think. Yeah, but like, I'll be with a person enough times, and little by little, I'll find myself doing that. And after I'm like, oh, I just feel gross right now. Yeah, I feel gross that I have to think about that. Um, and I kind of feel that way in like social media when we're dealing with the hip hop world. Yeah, people are not as interactive they're not as sharing so i find myself sharing less yeah yeah and it's not because i don't want to like it'd be dope like i'd love to like it'd be dope because it's not popping right there yeah it's not popping and like (laughs) all of a sudden my feed is being populated my 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 facebook my twitter whatever other social media platforms i'm on is being populated with me sharing other people's shit yeah without anybody commenting or liking that yeah and that just makes me look bad yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes it, it, it you know, bad is a strong word. It diminishes my social media currency. Right, right. But when I share something and it gets 100 likes. That could be used to help other people, which is exactly. what you wanted to do. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, but in hip hop, we're just not getting enough of that. And it's not because the people that we know don't feel that way. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just not as interactive a world. And there was a time when we first started doing this podcast that there was numbers pointing to. Um, the, the statistics were pointing to the fact that the hip hop audience was less social media educated. Right, right. I don't know that if that's still be the true case. Anymore. It's been six years, guys. Yeah. Like, internet is a part of your day to day life. And yeah, it would be dope if people were, if there was more interaction happening. Yeah. And uh, part of it might be a podcast world. I can tell you, podcasting world in general, it's really hard to get interaction. Yeah. But, uh, but hip hop, it would be dope if, uh, if, if, if in hip hop we had more interaction, more communication, more likes. Yeah. You liking an update is not taking anything away from you, I promise you. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, I, Nobody's looking at that and going like, oh, man, he liked that. Ew. He liked that that yeah. podcast release. Yeah. You know what I've gotten in a habit He must be on that dude's dick. Every morning, um, <laughs> every morning I go to uh, my Instagram and I refresh the search, you know, the search area where it brings up – it brings up just thousands of pictures you might be interested in. Yeah. And I just go down and I – and – it's just a little game I play with myself. I try to be as honest as this possible. This is which pictures? Yeah, uh, in the if you just click your search uh, button, uh-huh. the first pictures you see are pictures that they think you might want to see. In Instagram, yeah. Oh. Um, and mm-hmm. so I just go, I scroll, and a lot of them. I mean, they're pretty spot on. They know what you like. Yeah. Like yours, Arash will be all girls with tits out. And, yeah, totally. Yeah, mostly um, black porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but mine happens to be like pictures and you know stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> really weird. <laughs> black porn. Hey, dude, you like what you like? I do like black porn. Yeah. Okay. So um, you do? <laughs> why not? But but anyways, I go I go on it and I uh, just try to be honest. And the way I look at it, again, this is how I structured in my head. I want to just spread some positivity this morning 
I'm, if I like it, I'm going to tell them that I like it. Yeah. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, because that's the least I could do. They're putting it out there. Hey, I really like that. That picture makes me feel cool. I like to look at it. Yeah. Boom. I like it. And, and I try to make it a point every morning. And I find this is me, you know, and this is the woo-woo side of me. Yeah. But I feel better. Yeah. I feel good. Uh, I know how I feel when somebody like genuinely likes something that I like and they express that. That's that's cool. Uh, and if that's the least you can do, and by the way, Rosh is 100% right. Mm. It takes like a minute. It takes a minute to like something? No, to like all of it. Yeah, like, to yeah, like, yeah. like I can get in a good 20, 30 pictures in, yeah. in a minute. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a good one though. Yeah. That's a good one. Wait, I'd you say hit search on Instagram because I'm doing that right now. I don't see. I'll show you right photo after. feed. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Hold on. Let me bring mine. Let me see. I can't do this during the show. Okay. All right. Continue. Um, what's your What's your What's your lesson? Uh, I would have liked to see um, hip hop. I don't know what it was this year. Uh, I feel. I feel like I. I think there's a lot of hip hop personas in leadership positions. Um, and, po- and they're doing really positive things in the community. Um, but I felt like, and this is just me personally, I felt like hip hop took politics off this year. Um, and I thought they could have done a lot more. I would have liked to see hip hop be a little more vocal. And I know people are right now, oh, immortal technique and blah, blah. I, I know. No, I some, agree. some people did do that. I agree. I, I get it. But, but I guess I'm calling out more of like the OGs in the game. Like, Say some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's okay for you. This is what I don't want hip-hop to do. Um, and this is just a personal thing again. Some people probably want the exact opposite. I understand. I'd like hip-hop not to grow older and more to the right. Right. <laughs> because because that's a, a thing that people do in general. I have a higher expectation of hip-hop. I, hide you, I hold you to a higher standard. I feel like you should have more of an understanding of... Just what's right for the for the whole more, yeah. you know what I mean, and be more vocal about it because hip hop holds such a powerful voice. It is the voice of of the last few generations at this point now, and um, it seems to continue to influence the world. It would be cool to have them speak out a little bit more, especially in the politics in America. I felt like they sat it out right. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would definitely say. Uh, it feels like because right now hip hop is going through that part of its journey where it is going inward. Yeah. And that is a beautiful thing. Like yeah. artists in hip hop are definitely like taking artistic risks more than they ever have. Yeah. Um, exploring the medium, uh, really getting into like personal psychology. Like you're right. 2016 could almost be seen as like the time of hip hop history where hip hop really went introspective. Yeah. Yeah. It really went inward. And, and I'm not saying it wasn't in need. Yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah, probably yeah. was a need, yeah. but I don't think being a socially something that grew from a socially conscious viewpoint mm-hmm. should never take uh, social right um, topics off. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Are, are the are whatever you know? What no, I mean? it's, it's, it's it is part of the journey. No, yeah. I, I fully agree with you. Though. I noticed that for sure, mm. and and I think so. In 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 the independent scene, that's what happened. Yeah, and in the mainstream, I mean, they just kind of checked out completely. Like now, it's just a matter of selling. The very few records that they can. Yeah, and in the mainstream, I I I know the argument is well, it was either Hillary or Trump, mm. and we don't want to get in bed with either one of them. Blah blah blah. Okay, 
I'm sure some of the the third party and below could have used your help. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or fucking find somebody who does. Mm. You know, uh, I think hip hop, if they take themselves seriously, should understand and should think about. Hey, there's a possibility that we could run a candidate. Yeah, and we could win. We could run and win a candidate. You know what I mean? Well, but, I mean, and if, then, if we can like and share shit more. Yeah, maybe. exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All this shit is connected. Yeah. And like, uh, I think it would be really dope like, for us to look at ourselves that way. And I think then that would um, bleed into the way we treat ourselves, into things like sharing mm. good content. And I think those are all we, – we as a whole have to take ourselves more serious. And one of the, and one of the big things on that is something that I, I feel proud about that we've done on our show and I feel like we've helped spread this a little bit more is um, ageism and reverse ageism. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, – well, I guess it's just ageism yeah. across the board. Um, uh, <laughs> I just thought about reverse ageism is like hating on the people with Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> 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 but no. So ageism where the older cats are like the younger cats don't know shit. The younger cats are we don't want to hear what the older cats have to say. And that's silly kid shit. Yeah. That doesn't help their culture grow. That shows the immaturity of the culture. That may have contributed to that uh, decrease in political discourse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely see that. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. And so I think that— Because the older cats are like, well, fuck, these kids don't want to hear anything we're saying anyway. Right, right, right. Yeah. And they probably, on a fundamental level, are starting to agree less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the kids coming up have different concerns than older people have going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one thing we can all agree on is we want to be able to create a creative and social atmosphere where people don't feel threatened. Yeah, that's enough. Like that's the jumping off point. If we can all just agree, hey, everybody, like we don't, none of us like to fight, right? Like fighting sucks. Uh, we like to. I like to go to the park and not have anybody think I shouldn't be at the park. You know, that's just let's start with these little things. And hip hop can spread that quicker than anything right now. Music in general, art can spread it quicker than anything. And who who runs the Internet? You know what I mean? Like these big uh, people with social media followings arguably run the Internet. They influence the Internet, you know, so I would like to see hip hop's contribution a little bit more on the po- political side yeah. this coming year maybe yeah. you know because i i think this coming year we're gonna need some shit shit's yeah. about to get cray cray yeah yeah for all you guys talking shit about 2016 i kept thinking like man yeah, 2017 is gonna get way thank worse. you dude thank you shit's gonna be fucked that was my up. favorite that, i was thinking that exact same thing dude i was like wait a minute i think you should reserve the right yeah to hold on to that because yeah, we haven't seen shit yet uh, yeah no in, in fact uh, i forget who it was um breaking down for me like some of these like alt-right uh-huh. uh, militias and stuff that are starting to form like these groups so there's all these groups for yeah. listeners don't know there's all these like subgroups that the government's always had their eye on um government usually doesn't know you know what each thing is going to lead to so for example we do know from personal experience that there are eyes on like the followers of psycho realm yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like the government is watching and we're saying the government is such a vast mm. word but like yeah there's internal intelligence agencies the fbi like they're watching yeah they're watching groups of people um that 
it's not because they're actually planning to like you know stop them from releasing music or it's some other conspiracy bullshit. It's that when something like a revolution or general uh, uproar begins in a country, right? What happens is all these groups who have some sort of leadership start to join into that. And at a grassroots level, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to find these groups and just being able to keep track of them is an important part of what a government does in order to kind of be stable, right? Um, so you know, of course, like we we know we've told the story before about how we know that they're watching like Psycho mm-hmm. Realm, like yeah. we watch that crew. Yeah. Um, there's a look. There's a tribal kind of attitude. Uh, there is a leadership. There's this musicians that they listen to there's a message system yeah that um way they spread their media and mind you like for the most part i mean from what i hear like sick jack and like he's brilliant dude but really wants to just drink his whiskey (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean like i don't know if he's actually going to be you know marching people through the streets yeah but that fear does exist yeah uh government watches groups like that just in case and you know that's the thing who knows? Shit might get really fucked up in a few years. Yeah. And, and they actually decides, might be. Like, yeah, I do want, like, now it's time to fucking utilize yeah. this, this, you know, force that we have. Yeah. So we have groups like them, but then there's, like, a bunch of, like, militia groups, white supremacist groups, KKK. There's a lot of scary groups mm-hmm. in the world and in right here in the United States. They're watching these groups. What's happening is that these groups are getting more and more militarized these days. Yeah. They're watching it happen and what you're seeing, like right now, like there's this response, like it looks like racism is really showing up and it's gotten bigger in the country. Like it's always been there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that these groups are right. becoming more mobilized sure. than they ever been. Sure. So you want to say 2016 was a terrible year? Like what's happening is like probably about eight years out. Yeah, I'd say. These groups are going to get more active. I'd say this. Uh, if Here's a good way to look at it. The complaints about two, 2016 were mostly based, um, I'm talking about in the political system, on ideas of shit that might happen. Yeah. 2017, they're actually going to try to put some of these things to, like, yeah. they're not going to be ideas anymore. Yeah. A lot of these things are going to go into place. And so, I mean, I look back on 2016 and people were like, oh, we lost a lot of good people and we. We lose a lot of good people all the time. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's um, just because that age group, I think, is on social yeah, media. Yeah, that's what it is, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that age group is on social media. Because my dad would often tell me, like, oh, did so-and-so, Kirk Jameson died. I'm like, Who the fuck is Kirk? <laughs> I yeah, don't yeah. Know who that is. Yeah. Oh, he was great. He was in this movie, all these great black and white movies. Like, I don't fucking know My who mom he is. does that, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? They probably, they probably Google a, a lot of things about death. No, <laughs> word spreads to them because they're probably on some email list. Yeah, you know your aunt from some other state is forwarding forward, 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 forward people that you know. Kirk Jameson died this year, star yeah. of Wars of Chest. And my mom is on the um, right now. I'm still the she, wrath of the gods. <laughs> she hasn't figured out the concept of um, digital chain letters, uh-huh. um, and you know Facebook. I would think that it's probably not. I haven't got one from like a young person yeah. in a long time. It's mostly older people right. who see this concept and it'll be addressed to like a thousand people. And then my mom gets that. Let's see how many of you actually read these. Yeah. 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 I need you to post this on your page. Don't rewrite it. Don't just copy it and share it. Yeah. Um, and so my mom's like, well, I, <laughs> her latest one was like, well, I don't want to not do it because then they'll know. <laughs> <laughs> so she thinks like you know like the creator of that thing yeah. will somehow find her and I'm like oh um 
well, then what would happen? And she's like, I don't know. Like, you see how they say on TV, like, people, you know, people will come after you. And I'm like, whoa. What? <laughs> what? That was a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's really. And, and these are uh, my mom's, you know, she's an older lady. And this that generation is on on Facebook now. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're running. They run Facebook now, yeah. by the way. The older people run Facebook. I know I, most of my friends, if I want to contact them, I just hit them on Instagram. Is that why she shared my um, Combo Frog episode? Dude, of she, shares she shares everything. A lot of like, every, I'll just share. That's the first episode of Burner Podcast that she's shared. And uh, that one was about, like, getting toad poison on your skin. She doesn't. She has no idea what. Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee you she didn't read it. She just yeah. saw that yeah, other yeah. people shared it. Yeah. What if you find out that she didn't? <laughs> You yeah, know. Ross. What Why would don't you, you do? do it right now, Ross? What would happen? I would. I would be so pissed. Yeah. Oh my god. Next time I come over there, I should just be like extra quiet for no reason. Like, hey, Miss Ray, what's up? <laughs> just, just like, oh god. I hope he. I hope he doesn't think that I did this shirt. That other <laughs> Can I say, by the way, yeah. I wore a scarf that your mom gave me all day yesterday. Yeah. Did you get compliments? Yeah. Yeah. People were like, "Wow, that's a style." She's scarf. good with scarves, socks. She's yeah. big on underwear. <laughs> You know, uh, that's about the that's, the, that's the reach of her, you know, fashion thing. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what plans do you guys have for 2017? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go 2017. Start with you, Eddie. Let me see. Producer extraordinaire. Um, for me, continuing my journey as far as being open and, you know, letting the universe direct me to wherever it wants to direct me. I just kind of look at things now and kind of you know say ah oh, that's for me okay let me run this way sometimes not knowing or not even thinking about what the outcome might be but it's I know it's just a feel yeah it's a feel but it's it's good um because I've had those before so I just kind of follow that instinct so I think just doing that um trusting your instinct and how did Eddie become the biggest hippie out of all of us <laughs> I don't know man I don't know man what was that TMT man in <laughs> my anger sure. that I had it after ooh wee yeah. it was that ooh wee <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and just, you know, as far as on, on family side, you know, having my wife being able to just uh, continue her English courses and uh, you know, she's a Spanish better. speaker, right? Spanish speaker, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, not sure if you guys knew, but I was living in Tijuana for a while. Now I'm, ba mm -hmm. I'm back in San Diego. So, and just maybe trying to get my boy into a school at three years How old. How old is he? He's two. Two years and three months. Two years and three months. So what what age do they start? Well, they start. I mean, they're four and a half ish to five. Uh huh. But they do have some schools that start them at three. And you want to try to get them in early? I'll try to get them in so early. Like in Doogie Hauser over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what about you, Arash? For twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Uh, yeah, some personal goal maybe. Um, big picture goal. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I've uh, recently started DJing. Yes. <laughs> so that's been like weird. Yeah. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've been, I've been, uh, I've had the itch for a long time. Yeah. Um, but I had this blockage about how, like every <laughs> DJ that I know. What? You just said, uh, I've had an itch for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Because I've had this blockage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to use that part. I'm going to yeah. edit out everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's a cream that we should get for that. Yeah. Um, I've, had the, I've had the DJ itch for a long yeah. time. But I had the psychological blockage about it. Like the feeling that 
one, I just, I knew too many amazing DJs. Yeah. I just always have known a lot of DJs. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, that's exactly what the world needs is another DJ. Oh especially gosh. somebody who comes in this late into the game. You were your own hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> comes in this late into the game oh. and is like, I'm not a music encyclopedia. Yeah. That's the, I mean, like that's, that's from listeners who listen to the show. No, like there's a reason I'm still doing the show after six years, but you couldn't ask me about so-and-so record and so-and-so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably not likely that I'm going to remember it. Um, but I don't know. It's just like something switched and uh, the itch got harder and I couldn't find the proper cream. Yeah. Yeah. So I started, um, now I started breaking learning. out. Yeah. Now it's a full breakout. I've been, I've started, I've started playing around with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, got, I got some equipment and, and, and so I'm exploring it. It's like a whole new thing and I'm super early in my journey, but yeah. I don't think I've ever started a new thing before in my life that immediately got me as excited as this did. Yeah. And I found that I could implement all the lessons that I've learned on my artistic journey to it so quickly and easily. Yeah. You know? So this year, will we see Mr. Arash play live somewhere? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, people yeah, people be will awesome. be able to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That part that part is undeniable. I'm All certain. Right. Yeah. Uh I would say I feel like I'm gonna be ready in like four months to do some small things. Nice. Uh I'm I'm throwing a number out there. Yeah, you're in the gym right now. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you, no injuries happen. Right. I, I got it. The, the muscle memory just has to get straight down. Like right now I'm still doing the thing where like I'll accidentally not hit the cue right. Yeah. And so as I'm listening to my next track, it's playing on the speakers. It's playing loud. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's a basic one. Yeah. So like yeah. little things like that. It's muscle memory. Yeah. So like you can remember to do that real quickly and then be focused on picking your next track kind of thing. What about... Um... But um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's so much of it is like photography though. Yeah. Like it's all, all this, this journey that I've been on with photography. It just feels like it's really easy... It's really easily translated to DJing. Nice. So, like, there's always, you know, like, the older cats that are like, if you're not shooting with film, you're not a real photographer. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's funny because I am a professional photographer <laughs> and I've never shot on film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, I was giving a, some friends a photography lesson before we started this show. Yeah. I was telling them, like, dude, just... Like, I, when I started shooting, I was predominantly using aperture priority as the setting. Yeah. Which does, like, some... some uh, takes care of some of the settings for you automatically. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like kept it a secret, <laughs> like just didn't want to talk about Cause like, you know, photographers would say like, if you're uh, not shooting on full manual, uh, you're not really a photographer. <laughs> and then, so like a few years have passed and yeah. now I'm reading in blog posts and magazines, like photography magazines and stuff regularly that, yeah, that's pretty much what most photographers it's are all shooting over events. the place, yeah. bro. Aperture priority. Yeah. So, so yeah, so the, the haters, for lack of a better description, will always find a way to make you feel like you're less. Yeah. And I've already gone through this and enough times. So don't do it to yourself. Right. There's enough people out right. there who are going to do it for you. Because yeah, right. you listed all the things that your haters would probably say. Now they can't fucks with you. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, ah, I thought that about myself a long time ago, way before yeah. you did. Yeah. And the, dude, even just like what you were, we were saying about your uh, art yeah. earlier about how like who's your audience. Yeah. We were talking about this be earlier in the week. Like it's, I really don't give a fuck. Yeah. I do not give a fuck about the dance floor. I don't, I don't give a fuck about playing music that yeah. people are going to, I'm just going to play exactly what I feel like playing. Yeah. And that will find its own audience on its own. That's, That's something right. we've learned from this artistic journey. Do you, yeah. don't worry about trying to please people. It's not a sprint. People will find it. Right. Because there's, 
there are other people out there who are interested in what you're creating and maybe just didn't know yeah. until they hear it. You know, like I, I like to spin techno and um, tech house, but I really like vocals. Yeah. And that's something that typically you don't hear a lot of in techno and tech house. So I'm going to be using a lot more vocals. And you got to find a way to bridge the gap. Yeah. 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 You're just making what you like. Yeah. Because it's controlling the itch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm controlling the itch to make sure that it doesn't spread. Spread past the balls. underwear line. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh gross. Oh, it's a batter. That's, yeah. that's where the vocals come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2017, what are you, what are you doing, Chris? Um, uh, mine, mine's pretty simple. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm going to release uh, my first zine series. Yeah. Which is uh, I'm excited about. Um, mini magazine sort of uh, with photographer with my photography and themes um, I'm going to release two projects an EP pretty soon um, and then in the summer I'm going to release another EP uh, excited about it got to work with some of my favorite artists and my favorite producers um, it's definitely this first EP that I'm putting out I definitely am glad I waited and I'm glad I um, I stayed true to my concept in my head because mm-hmm. uh, the other day, two days ago, New Year's Day, um, that evening. New Year's Day was yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday, <laughs> New Year's Day, I was going through um, the list of beats that I'm considering for the album. Right. And I heard the album, and I was like, "Wow, this is nice." Yeah. I almost got a little emotional. I was like, "Whoa, it's." Oh, it's it's here. Like yeah. here's the album. This is the album that I've always wanted. This is the album that I've I've really was shooting to make. Um and I think it's like uh yeah, I'm excited. So nice. I'm definitely gonna put out that put out a lot more shit. This this coming year is gonna be a lot of um my art out there and I'm probably gonna be on the road a lot this year. Nice, very nice. That's all I'm shooting for, really. And I'm gonna try to get on the camera a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Than yeah. I normally do. Like sit on it? Mm, I already did that and it didn't work. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't taking any pictures at <laughs> all. Yeah. You can't shoot that like, in aperture mode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with the, did, you know, there was dark. a there was a beautiful series of super artsy photos Asshole that you did photos. come out of. Yeah. 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 There's a series of Eddie's assholes. Nice. Yeah. That was really nice. Uh, I really enjoyed that what gallery. Was that called <clears throat> Cornhole? <laughs> Cornholes of America, something, I don't know. Deep inside Eddie Rangel. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I definitely think um, you guys, listeners, written with us. We wanted to start off the year with just you guys, just us and you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, look out tomorrow. I can't I can't emphasize this. It's a culmination of the last six, seven years coming together in the right way. And we're launching 24-hour radio station, 2 Mex Hologram. Um, is the curator, but you're going to be hearing, you're going to be hearing us, me and Arash have a home there now. Um, so bear with us on some of the changes. You're going to be hearing some of the changes. Uh, definitely platformcollection.com is going to start broadening its, uh, its audience through bringing in even more diverse artists. Um, so broad. The cousins of hip hop, mm. may we say, you know, like there's going to be a lot of different things. We're just we're covering a vibe. The at platform collection, I think that's the best way to look at it. They don't cover uh, a series uh, or a type of music. They just cover a vibe. Yeah. And whatever fits into that, and it may be rapping, and it may not be rapping. 
Um, but it's definitely in a broad and we hope that you ride with us. Um, and if it's not for you, it's not for you. Thank you for coming. Uh, yes. You know, we'll see you next time. But uh, for you people who are riding with us and going into the next chapter, I think you're going to be super happy this year. Look for Platform Collection live shows. Again, kicking off tomorrow at Complex LA. Mm. I need to read this. I got to do this ad, Arash. Okay. Uh, make noises. Um, <sighs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get good build up. Good build up. <laughs> Sound like a cat. Okay. <laughs> Never oh, mind. Let's, I'm, purring, I'm purring now. <laughs> maybe, maybe less noises. Maybe less. Okay, let's just cut the noises all together. Okay. okay. Uh, tomorrow, Tumex Hologram Radio official launch party if you're in the LA area or in your Southern yeah. California area period complex LA if you've never been to this venue it's an amazing venue it's a it's pretty big size venue we're going to sell it out I can tell you right now it's pretty much it's pretty much almost there it's the best venue it's one of the greatest venues it's a uh, l- listen to who we got on the lineup Raj. Mm. you're not even gonna believe this okay of Mexican descent mm. together Wow, yeah, yeah. Tumex and Cholo Lancinco um, are headlining. Dirty Birdie yeah. is is coming to Satire, Namik. Get you the know, fuck out of town. Lenoski. <laughs> Found Lenoski. Our homies, the Soul Providers. Yeah. Wow. And myself, I'll be opening it up. Nice. So um, come through. It's going to be an amazing show. Again, it will sell out. I can just tell you this. My guest list alone, um, we're sold out. Nice. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have 200 per, per people. Yeah. I got like 15, so get at me quick. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, guys, come celebrate. It's just going to be a, a – if if you weren't there for Tumex's uh, comeback show that we did at Complex LA, um, you missed some monumental hip-hop history. Got to see Kid Frost bust a freestyle yeah. with Razkaz. Like, wow. it was crazy. Believe that the cipher will jump off at the end of the night again. I can't. I can already tell you just on my guest list. If any of those people jump up on the stage, it's going to be pretty epic. Yeah. So, and I'm pretty sure they're all going to jump up on stage at some point. Um, come out and rock with us. Once we hit 200 people capacity, it's done. We cannot let anybody else in. Fire marshals are already on our asses. 200 people. That's it. Tomorrow at Complex LA. Beautiful. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this show, immediately upon release. Yes, Thursday. So the actual date of the show is? Is the The 6th. January 6th. So if you're listening to this show after that, you missed it all. You're fucked. It was awesome. It was amazing. We thought of you, though. Oh, my God. Arash made a speech about you. It was cool. (laughs) It was really poetic. (laughs) We should take this episode out with, um, oh, yeah, do you want to ride with us? (laughs) (laughs) My voice just went completely. Eddie, can you sing that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Do you want to ride with us? Ride oh, with yeah. us! Oh, oh yeah! yeah. Wow, wow. Do you want to ride with us? <laughs> oh anyway. Oh, oh yeah! That? All right. Well, you may now flush the toilet. Brought to you by